It's time to bed out. Hi everyone, welcome to Veg Out, where we're embracing plant-based adventures. I'm Adrian, and on this show, we chat about everything food, family, and fun. I'm a scratch cooking wife and mother of two who loves exploring in the kitchen, and I'm here to share ways to make healthy food, especially plants, fun, delicious, and sometimes adventurous. So this episode is going to be dedicated about one of the biggest fears that I have at the beginning of the year, probably, well, it used to be between the months of maybe March and April, and now with like climate change and global warming, and I don't even know what else, it's been extended out to like mid-February to mid-May. And that, my friends, is allergy season. All right, show of hands for all of you who dread seeing the yellow clouds of, of like, pollen kind of floating through the air when you go to the car wash and you pull out of the car wash all you see is like this yellow green kind of film all over the ground if you haven't moved your car for a day or two and you go out there it's like this cloud of death that has landed on your vehicle and you're like oh my gosh I don't want to touch it I don't want to get it on my skin you know, my daughter was playing outside. Um, well, actually, both of my kids were playing outside. And then my, my daughter brought in what she thought was this little, like, pretty kind of, like, pine cone thing. And as soon as she brought it in the house, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's pollen. Go throw it outside. Throw it outside. It's death. And she's like, oh, <laughs> she had no clue why I was so um, upset about that. But, yeah, for me, pollen is definitely an issue. And... The interesting thing is it hasn't always been. I didn't grow up with seasonal allergies. And from, I'm trying to think, I guess as far back as I can remember, um, it's been fine. And then when I went to college, um, actually when I went to, I'm trying to think, oh my goodness, when I went to grad school at Clemson, go Tigers, by the way, um, I think that may have been the first time that I actually started to experience some type of seasonal allergy where I had to actually start taking some Claritin for it. Um, and then after I left Clemson, I moved to Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, and it was about the same because that's the same region, it's the upstate. But when I moved to Savannah, Georgia, um, when my husband graduated with his grad degree and we moved out to Savannah, um, that's where it really got bad. And I had to start kind of like rotating my medicines and I started going to the doctor to figure out what else I could do. Um, thankfully, we were able to control my allergies with kind of over-the-counter um, medications. And again, it would they were just things that I would need to take only during those months where seasonal allergies were pretty strong. And occasionally, I would have to take them in the fall as well once, you know, kind of summer started turning into fall. Um, but for the most part, it's just that transition from winter to spring when everything is blooming. And it's like the most beautiful season ever, and it's kind of the most Cathartic and you know the one where you really see God working and you're like oh my gosh look at all these blooms and these colors and you know everything is coming out of this kind of like you know dark drab um, leafless um, just gray and into this bloom of color but then you want to watch it 
from behind the glass, from behind the window, because as soon as you walk out there, the itchy throat starts, the runny eyes, um, you know, the, the, or actually not runny, I hope your eyes aren't runny, but your runny nose, the itchy eyes, watery eyes, um, all of those things, the sneezing, the coughing, um, and the fever, you know, sometimes I'll actually get a fever, um, and it's not a cold, it's not anything, you know, going on, it's just my body freaking out, you know, it's like, what in the world? So I started kind of looking into, and this was a few years ago, looking into foods, kind of more natural remedies that we could use in our family to kind of stave off these allergies. And um, there are some things that I've used every year that have really worked for kind of like preventing um, my allergies from getting really, really bad. And then there are things that we use, of course, like that once it kicks in that you got to kind of, you know, deal with it. And, and it's my kind of perspective that, you know, you do as much as you can holistically for prevention and then once you actually have to go into cure mode or you know kind of treatment mode yes focus on the holistic aspects the you know natural remedies as much as possible but in my opinion and this is completely my opinion if you got to get something from a box or a prescription then sometimes you got to do what you got to do especially when it comes to your kids especially when it comes to you know thinking about the time that you may miss from work if you don't treat these things. So I know sometimes that can be a struggle, especially as a mom, you know, you want to do what is the cleanest and what is going to be the healthiest for your children and for yourself. But sometimes you also have to balance that with, okay, what's going to be the most effective um, and what's going to knock this thing out as, as quickly as possible. So I get it. Again, our, our, you know, the veg out chat group on Facebook is a non-judgment zone. This is a non-judgment podcast. I'm not one to sit here and say, you must be holistic and chemical free and all and organic and all these things 100% of the time. That's not my, that's not my platform. Okay. My platform is to be as healthy as you possibly can be at all times. And sometimes we have to balance that with realistic what is going to knock this thing out as soon as possible so for so i wanted to kind of come on and share i came across an article that talked about the 10 best foods to battle um, seasonal allergies that that really occur in the spring and then i'm gonna kind of couple that with the things that have worked for me and our family. So this article kind of talks about these 10 foods, and these are things just to really incorporate into your regular um, diets. These are things that you're probably eating already, but maybe in this season, kind of that March and April, some of May, you might want to kind of bump it up. And the key thing here is the more that you can get locally, the better because when you eat local foods you're you're eating foods that have been um you know they, they've been pollinated by bees that are local to our area and so they're actually um i'm trying to think of the best way to explain it but if you eat food that was grown in kansas but you live in south carolina the food does have nutritional benefits and it is healthy to you but the allergens that are more prevalent in kansas you eating foods that were made there, it's not really gonna help you with the allergens that are more prevalent in South Carolina. 
I hope that makes sense. So you wanna try to eat foods that have been grown locally because those are the things that you may have the most reactions to. And the more that you consume those things through foods and natural sources, the better ability your body has to build those antibodies and those natural histamines that may kick in um, so that it can kind of combat some of those um, allergens that might be in the air and that might be more environmental. Okay, I know that is not the best way for me to describe that, but eating local food definitely helps to combat local seasonal allergies. Okay, that's the bottom line. So the first food on this list is onions. Now this would totally turn my husband and my son off. They loathe onions. They, they don't even understand why they were even existed or, or why they were even existed. What is that? <laughs> why they were even created. For me, I grew up on onions, like onions and literally everything. And so my daughter and I, I can saute up a pan of onions and we can sit there and eat it like nobody's business. And my son and my husband will look at us like we are nuts. So onions um, are actually full of a natural antihistamine and they're naturally an anti-inflammatory and so they are perfect for battling some of those hay fever symptoms um, and so definitely you know eat them whenever possible and they're great because you can buy them and store them on your counter and they will stay good for at least a week or two without you having to really even think about it you don't have to store them any special way um, just kind of keep them on your countertop out of the sun um, I store my onions and my potatoes kind of in the same, and my garlic, in the same kind of um, colander situation on my kitchen counter, and they stay there until I'm ready to use them. So definitely a good addition. Now this one was on the list. For those of you that are maybe plant-based, but you aren't necessarily vegan, and you're eating fish, Oily fish that are rich in omega-3 acids actually help combat seasonal allergies. How about that? So you're thinking about your tuna, your salmon, your mackerel, all of those foods are natural anti-inflammatory fish. And so again, those can really help with those hay fever symptoms. So definitely if you, um, if you are open to eating fish and you're not completely vegan, you haven't cut all of those things out, then definitely try to stick to some of those more oily fatty fish for the best health benefits. Next we have on our list number three, seeds. So seeds, these are things like flax seeds and chia seeds. Um, also, you could think about um, sesame seeds and any of those other types of seeds as well. So these are, um, and I am not going to pronounce this correctly, these are a great source of alpha-linolenic <laughs> linolenic acid or ALA. Um, if you are a dietitian or a nutritionist, please feel free to correct my pronunciation on these things, um, which is actually the plant version of omega-3 fatty acids. So again, if you are completely plant-based or if you are vegan, you don't have to worry about not getting access to those omega-3s because you can find those in flax seeds and chia seeds. You can also get omega-3s um, and omega-6s in walnuts as 
well. So there are plenty of plant-based options for those fatty acids. And so you can just incorporate them into your cereal. Like if, you, if you're having cereal, sprinkle them onto your cereal. If you're eating um, some non-dairy yogurt in the morning, you can sprinkle it in your yogurt. If you're making a smoothie, they go great in a smoothie because they blend right in. So these are great ways to incorporate those seeds um, and potentially those nuts into your everyday diet. Number four, apples. I So I have a funny story about apples and I'm totally gonna digress and this has nothing to do with seasonal allergies, but when I was pregnant with my son, I had specific cravings and one of those cravings was fruit, but it had to be super cold, like right out of the refrigerator fruit. One of those pieces of fruit was green apples. I mean, I absolutely loved green apples. I would eat like two, maybe three of them literally a day. I would go to Sam's Club, load up my cart, and I would take them with me to work, and I had to have green apples. Well, when I had my son, and you know any of you that have had babies, you've been, you'll probably be in the house for a good two, maybe three weeks without going anywhere, and then you kind of make that, that trip, that first trip out. For me, it was a trip to Sam's Club to get some apples, some green apples. I was so excited. I loaded up LJ and I loaded up the baby bag and everything and I got in there and I got my cart, I got my apples, I came home, bit into one and spit it out like it was the worst thing ever in life. I was like, how could I ever have liked these? Oh my gosh, they're so tart, they're so bitter my taste buds had completely changed. I just thought that was just the most hilarious thing. And even to this day, I mean, I may eat a green apple here or there, but it's definitely not like it was before. But a good Fuji apple or a Honeycrisp apple, Gala apple, like for me, that is life. So at least one a day of those for me um, is just what I naturally do. But the good thing is that it made the list because um, it actually helps to provide protection over allergies, and the article even says, in some cases, asthma. So if you have children that have breathing issues, maybe incorporating apples, that might be a natural way to try to help those issues. Um, and again, with any of these, you wanna make sure and talk to your physician, talk to your healthcare provider before you try to replace anything. You know, we're not talking about replacing anything. We're talking about adding these things to your diet so your body can start to actually have a defense built up against these things. And also with apples, I will add, make sure that you eat the peel because that's where most of the nutrients are in your apples. I know some kids don't like the texture, but if you start them early and if you eat it often, then they'll definitely um, start to enjoy it. Number five on the list is broccoli, one of my favorite veggies. Um, broccoli is amazing because it's, it's packed with iron, with calcium, but it also has 500 milligrams of vitamin C and hold on I'm sorry 80 milligrams of vitamin C your body needs 500 milligrams of vitamin C a day and so when you're eating one cup of raw broccoli that has 80 milligrams in that you're getting a huge portion of that vitamin C need that you need every single day and so when you think about it one cup of broccoli it's a good bit, but you could probably eat a good two cups if you steam them or if you saute them in a, in a stir fry. So you can get a really good vitamin C kick um, and of course iron and of course calcium and other vitamins and phytochemicals in there too that will again help relieve these allergies. So definitely, um, you know, 
it, think about any kind of versatile green veggie that's kind of in that carnivorous family. So thinking like um, maybe like a cabbage or Brussels sprouts or something like that, um, asparagus. Those have all been proven to help clear blocked sinuses. So the more green that you eat, the more chance you have to block the, to unblock those cleared, um, I'm sorry, unblock those blocked sinuses. <laughs> All right, number six on the list is turmeric. So turmeric is very interesting. It It's a root, but you can also purchase it ground, and it's really prevalent in a lot of Indian dishes. Um, also, um, I use turmeric in um, recipes when I'm trying to make yellow rice. So yellow rice is actually kind of a healthier um, option of rice for you if you're making it yourself, and if you maybe use brown rice and you add turmeric. It actually helps. It is a huge anti-inflammatory, so it definitely helps. Um, it's one of those spices that definitely helps um, to clear out those sinuses and reduce the symptoms of hay fever that you may um, that you may be feeling. It helps to prevent the release of histamine, which is you know when you're taking Claritin or Zyrtec or Zyrtec, those are antihistamines. So those are things that help to kind of lower those levels. So these um, turmeric, that spice actually um, helps to prevent the release of histamine. So that's kind of like a natural Claritin that you would be in incorporating into your diet. Um, not only is it good kind of in your foods and and as a spice, but you can also also add it to tea. So if you have green tea, you can take turmeric root or you can just sprinkle some in there and drink it. And that's another way to get that into your system. So definitely consider turmeric um, as one of those options as well. I kind of touched on it earlier, but garlic, um, garlic is great. It's, a, it's the cousin to onions. And so a lot of the um, nutritional properties and benefits that onions have, garlic has as well. But this one, it works more like a decongestant, which I think is really interesting, helping you to ease those sneezes and the sniffles and the runny noses. Um, and so you can definitely try them crushed, um, get like an, a, a garlic press and press it into any kind of veggies or anything that you're sauteing. Um, you can add them if you, if you eat eggs, we don't eat eggs, but if you do eat eggs, add garlic to your eggs, um, add garlic to um, any kind of savory dish that you're actually making, and that will get you um, that will get you um, those benefits. You could even make your own garlic infused olive oil. So you take some garlic, you can either leave it whole, or you can kind of crush the garlic in there and let it sit in some olive oil for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then whenever you use that olive oil, it's gonna have that wonderful aroma and flavor of the garlic in there, as well as those nutritional properties. So definitely, um, definitely do that. All right, so um, the next one, number eight on our list, tomatoes. Tomatoes are awesome. They have, um, is it lycopene? I think I pr pronounced that correctly. They have antioxidants, but they have tons of vitamin C in them as well, which again, make them a huge immune, immune booster. Um, they also produce natural antihistamines um, and they really do support respiratory health. So again, this is another, um, 
Another superfood that if you eat tomato sauce or if you make your own marinara sauce or if you have tomatoes on your salads or you know as part of your breakfast, these are natural ways to incorporate all of these great things into your diet on a daily basis. Did you know that pineapple also made the list, which is kind of cool. So not just veggies, but fruit are on the list as well. Um, fruit, and I'm not gonna pronounce this correctly again, but pineapple contains an enzyme called bromelain, um, which reduces irritation in allergic diseases. So from what I understand, it's not necessarily going to reduce your allergies, but it's gonna reduce the reaction that your body has to those. So if I walk outside and I get an itchy throat whenever I go into kind of the outside, the outdoor area, all those things that are out there, then pineapple is gonna help reduce kind of my body's reaction to those allergens. Um, and so again, you can eat it on its own, you can eat it as part of a breakfast or a snack, or you can even sprinkle it on some pizza which may sound odd to some of you, but my kids' favorite pizza, when we go to Earth Fair and we get our vegan pizza on Fridays, they love to get um, pizza with barbecue sauce, vegan cheese, corn, and pineapple. Don't ask me why, I have no idea, but now I'm totally gonna let them get extra pineapple because I see that this is gonna help reduce their seasonal allergies. <laughs> and last but not least on this list, kiwi. How cool is that? So another great source of vitamin C, which there's around 64 milligrams of vitamin C in just one of those small little fuzzy fruit, but it boosts, um, it boosts those, um, again, those um, kind of immune boosting factors in your body. And so you can also think about kiwi, anything that's kind of in that family. So guava, strawberry, oranges, um, you can mix all of that stuff together to make a really, really great fruit salad that's full of vitamin C, full of antioxidants, full of all these other phytochemicals and nutrients, and it's really, really pretty. You always wanna eat pretty stuff, so definitely think about that. Now, that was the list that was in the article. I just wanted to add a couple more to your list, and these are things that I do on a regular basis and my family does on a regular basis that really does help. Sometimes we do get knocked down by this pollen, but for the most part, when I think about where we were a few years ago before we started implementing some of these things into our diets on a regular basis, we are so much better than we were before. Number one is local raw honey. So we have a place here um, that is really close to us called Bee City, and they actually sell their honey in a lot of stores. And so this is one of the main reasons why we say we're plant-based, we're not vegan, because we have never given up honey. Because honey for us is a huge, huge um, nutrition booster because when you eat local honey, again, the bees are pollinating those local flowers that are the ones that are irritating your sinuses. Um, and so whenever you're consuming that honey, it's kind of helping your body build up a natural resistance to those allergens. So we, we eat raw honey or local honey on just about everything that would call for something sweet. Put it in smoothies, um, drizzle it over yogurt, I make these little breakfast wraps for my kids that have like 
apples, peanut butter, granola, and then you drizzle some, some honey over it. We do it that way. If you're, if you're drinking tea, you can add it to your tea. Um, tons of ways that you can use honey in your diet. Or if you don't like honey, but you wanna chew on something, um, honeycomb, that, that's actually um, another, um, another uh, option there as well. So wherever you are, look for local honey, and that's gonna be what you wanna go for. If you use the regular honey that you buy in the store, sure, it'll taste good, but those natural, those, those huge kind of immune boosting benefits, um, the allergy boosting benefits that you're gonna get from the local honey, you're not gonna find it there. So go for local honey. The second thing that we do is apple cider vinegar. Not just any apple cider vinegar, but you wanna find a brand um, like Bragg's or even I think White House has a brand like this or has a, a type like this that has the mother. So you wanna look at the jar of apple cider vinegar and make sure that it says contains the mother okay and it'll probably be in quotation marks and that means that it contains all of the bacteria the good bacteria um, that you would find i mean it's the same type of bacteria that you would actually find in yogurt if you look on the back of yogurt and you see all of these bacteria listed that's good bacteria that helps your body um, to build like probiotic, um, the probiotics that are in there, it helps to build up your immune system, um, build all of those antibodies that are gonna fight off all the bad stuff. That's the same type bacteria that you're gonna find in the mother in apple cider vinegar. If you add a couple of teaspoons into a cup of water um, and drink it that way, that's gonna help you, again, kind of clear those sinuses, but it also adds that good bacteria into your body so that you don't have as much of a reaction to these allergens as you otherwise would. Never ever though, drink apple cider vinegar straight. Don't do that because it will definitely um, burn your esophagus and, and it'll have some kind of negative effect but it is really good if you add it to some water and with my kids I can add a little bit to their water and they will drink it I don't add as much as I would for myself for them I might do just maybe a half a teaspoon um, in a cup of water but for me I might do one or two depending on how I'm feeling that day but for them you could also add it to apple juice because it just kind of adds a little bit of um, twang to to their apple juice if you add it there Never add it to anything dairy or even to plant-based milk because if you do that, that's a surefire way to make your own buttermilk. So don't do that, okay? Don't make that mistake, but add it to like maybe a juice or a water, something like that um, to get it into your system so that again, you can have those um, immune boosting qualities. And the last thing that I would recommend is elderberry syrup. So for us, elderberry syrup is life. I make my own, but you can certainly buy it over the counter at stores. They also have elderberry gummies um, as well if you don't wanna drink the syrup. But elderberry syrup, if you take about a, ta a, a tablespoon a day, um, will definitely help you um, with those. Um, first of all, it helps to protect your immune system against cold and flu season, for one. And two, depending on how it's made, I make mine with local honey. So again, you're getting in kind of those natural um, local properties that you need um, to help your body fight against some of these kind of seasonal allergies and different things. So for me, we, we have um, elderberry syrup 
every morning um, along with our vitamins and then if one of us does get sick or we do get a cold we'll kind of up the amount that we have and then I'll give it to my kids in the morning and then give it to them again in the evening um, if it's one of us my husband or myself I might make a tea and have elderberry tea um, so there's all sorts of things you can do with elderberries but that's one of those superfoods that a lot of people may have heard about but they don't really know about it and what I'll do is I will link to my favorite elderberry syrup recipe um, on our Facebook page, on the Veg Out Podcast Facebook page, um, because I get a lot of questions a lot about how you actually make it. And it is cheaper, honestly, to make it than it is to buy it on the shelves. But if you're not quite sure about it and you wanna give it a try, definitely buy it from the store first to see how it works, and then maybe venture into the kitchen to make up a batch. So I hope these were all very helpful um, tips for you, helpful ways that veggies can really help battle against the pollen. They are our natural superheroes. And so hopefully you can try a couple of these. You might see a little bit of a difference and telling your kids that they could either eat, um, you know, maybe eat their broccoli or choose to have the sore throat and sneezes and days out of school. That might make them more inclined to try the broccoli. I don't know. You can definitely give it a try. All right, everyone, it's joke time. And normally I will do jokes about some type of fruit or veggie to go along with my veg out theme, but I came across this one and because we're venturing on spring and summer and everybody's talking about the workouts that they're doing, I could not pass this one up. Are you ready? Why do hamburgers work out at the gym? You guessed it to get better buns. Oh yeah, you know you like that one. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I want you to keep the conversation joining. Uh, well, keep the conversation going. Don't keep it going like that, but definitely keep the conversation going on our Facebook page for Veg Out Podcast or you can join our private group, Veg Out Chat. That's the non-judgment zone to ask any questions, post pictures, and just keep the convo going about how to incorporate plants into your life. And again, it's not about perfection. It's about the small steps that you're taking every day to make sure your family is as healthy as possible. So we'll see you next time. But until then, go rock some plant-based adventures. See you soon.